This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. It's the Divots and Pivot Show. Welcome to Masters Week. Welcome to the first tee. I'm your host, Andrew LaDuke, at Real Mr. Mallard. The man over here to my left. I think that's my left. <laughs> but Mr. Bud Copeland, that this buds for you. Look, it's Masters Week, the greatest week of the sports world, uh, sports year, and I'm ready for it. How are you feeling this week? I like that you said it's the greatest week of the sports year because it, it really is. The final four ended on Monday. Uh, more importantly, Tiger showed up to Augusta on Monday. Sure uh, and, yeah, it's, it's, it, we'll, you know, we'll save it, but it is one of the most um, nostalgic, incredible weeks of the year. One of the things about the masters that is so great is it's consistency through time. Uh, yes. There's something, you know, iconic about that and beautiful about the fact that we know what to expect, what to, uh, what to hope for, and then every year a curveball comes and something happens and a new chapter is written. So it's it is that time of year. I'm excited. You're excited. The folks at Fantasy National are excited. Belly Up is excited. Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't want to get going too fast. I've got pages <laughs> of notes over here. I've got thoughts. I've got questions for you. Um, I'm still a little high from beating everybody's ass at Jeopardy the other night. Shout out, Commission. Yeah, that was so much fun, TJ. You were if you awesome. didn't catch it, we can talk about that real fast because Bud showed up to play. He took names, he kicked asses, and he chased us out of the studio until the end when I got him almost 
with an old school 1983 8-bit video game reference. <laughs> I, I, so I will say I I'm am proud gonna, of myself. Don't ask me to say the not, name again because I already forget it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the name. It was it, it was the single most obscure question related to golf that I've ever been around in my life. <laughs> but it's not just golf that I'm limited to in a sense of having just a wealth of useless knowledge. I learned from my childhood and one of my favorite shows, Cheers. I, you know, I'm a born again New yes. England freak. It was one of the first places I went to, like every other tourist when I got here when I was 19 years old. <laughs> went down to the 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 you know the Cheers that's right there next to the Common. I see. You but if you remember the Mailman Cliff, he got yes. on Jeopardy. He's cleaning house. He's kicking ass. The final category was beer, and he just bet the house. And it was like a science related question on the chemical makeup of X, Y, or Z, and <laughs> He lost. So when I saw video games, out of my element, out of my element, goose egg on the wager, I sat back. I was the leader in the clubhouse by five with only one player left on the course and no chance. So I uh, I feel good about it. Um, I, I really And I hit the that, Albatross only lose by two. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that I'll um, – I, I will represent I'll represent the brand well for for this year and when we return next year I'll bring the jacket back we'll do the whole ceremony <laughs> again and who knows yes yeah, huge shout out to scoreboard addicts who put that out the, that if awesome. you missed if you missed it the whole masters pre-show on Sunday night um, you can catch it actually I think they're re-airing the um, the the jeopardy game again right now on their YouTube channel I think I saw that just a little, it might be done now but they re-aired it tonight so go check out their YouTube channel scoreboard addicts catch it See both me and Bud on there. It was a fun time. And you can catch the whole show if you go to Belly Up uh, Belly Up uh, TV or TV Belly Up, I should say. It's on there. So definitely check that out. It was a good time. And it prepped us. We're ready for Masters Week now. And look, it starts tomorrow. They had the championship dinner tonight. Um, and tomorrow we get the par three. We we get to see some some skipping water shots. Like We get to see some fun stuff happen tomorrow. It. The par three is great. I want. I'm. I'm really dying to see if um, LT Gray and Charlie are going to play because that's where you really get to see some of the fun family moments come out. Jack Nicholas's grandson a couple years ago dunking an ace. Uh, you mentioned you, you know that we're ready. This is kind of the first. If you saw the throngs, which is a great word, the throngs of fans that were out there even on Monday and yesterday, Tuesday for these yeah. practice rounds. There's seven, eight, nine, ten people deep. Uh, it looked like in, championship in, Sunday. I, it's going to be a picture Sunday if Tiger's in contention. No. I mean, and that's where it'll be. It'll be fun once we get down to the 8K range in a little bit. Because uh, I'm not going to lie, that's a little that, that's that's even a little higher than I anticipated. But then I also noticed that they just pretty much went right in the middle because he is, I yes. guess, that's the wild card. Uh, well, people nah, are betting him. Point- they're, they're still throwing money on him, so they had to they had to line it up accordingly. They they always know something, and I mean, I let's know. be honest, he's not. This guy doesn't do anything uncalculated, unlaid out. I mean, I still, I still could see him wake up Thursday morning, feel tight, and say, "I can't do it. I'm not." I mean, I do believe that he Definitely. has also earned the right to pull out at any given moment. Like somebody pointed out, there's no yeah. 5 p.m. deadline on Friday with the Masters. They're their own yep. entity. Uh, they get to do whatever they want, say what you know. It, 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 it is kind of their own beast. So the pomp and circumstance this week: Monday night with the amateur dinner, Tuesday with the, with the champions dinner. Um, I love. There was a really great uh, social media post from from the Golden Bear himself, Jack Nicholas, uh, and it just said, "You know, we hear, we understand. We being Team Nicholas, him and Barb, 
Um, we understand that Tiger's, you know, going to give it a go and we're super pumped about it. We can't wait to see you, blah, blah, blah. And then it said PSA or not PS, but at the very end, it said, save me a seat tonight at dinner. And I got a little choked up there and it, it, made, it got me thinking of all the, the lore, the tradition, mm-hmm. the pomp, the circumstance, we'll talk about, you know, favorite shots throughout history, you know, actual competition, but the outside of the ropes part of the master's. For me, I think I kind of learned this about myself reading that post that the champion's dinner it might be one of those rooms, places, events that I, I would do a lot to get in. You know, it's kind of like kind of like if you're, you know, if you're a Catholic or if you're any kind of theologian uh, or, you know, Catholic scholar to be inside the Sistine Chapel when they're electing a new pope in the College oh. of Cardinals. It's like, I mean, I, 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 I maybe have seen a picture I've heard tell, but to be in that champion's dinner to me is, I think. Uh, the number one tradition created by this whole thing. What is that for you? What's the thing that jumps out and you're like, that's dope. In another life, I want that for me. Well, I think it's the fact that you bring wanting to be at the champion center. You can, if that were the case and you were there, you could look around that room and say, you know, just because how much we love golf, you can look around that room and say, every guy sitting at these tables right now at one small moment, you know, gave me chills, like, because of the, just when you watch the Masters, I don't know about you, I was, even Sunday night for that preview show, when they, they played the intro in the, in the, the highlight clips, like, my hair was, like, a foot tall off my, like, I was just, like, it brought me into it, and I would feel that first time you hear that, look, for me, the first time you hear the TV commercial song, the, uh, come on on ESPN, or whatever, little piano jingle, usually, like, beginning of February or something, you hear, and you, like, if I'm in the other room, it's like a, it's coming and it just, it just changes the mood for the day. It's, it's, it just reminds me that golf is, is right around the corner. And that's what the masters is. It's always been for me is that it's the signal of, of just golf season. I know so much happens before the masters, but it's, I don't know. The masters is just like a, it has this aura about it. That is just so, it's just special. It's like, it's like a kid at Disney world. Like it just has this magical feeling about it. Oh, it I'd love to just be in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> Uh, speaking of parking lot, we might be we might we might be able to be in the parking lot from across from the U.S. Open. We got to talk offline. Yes. Uh, I might I might have us a spot to do a little live show from uh, if we're if we're not actually on site. Shouts USGA, uh, yeah. but you're right. It, there's something mystical about it. People talk about it all the time. So I think that's what leads me to keys to success for this week. Um, yeah. Quick yeah. Call, so quick, quick so, timeout. I didn't realize there was an amateur dinner on Monday night until until this year. I mean, I'm sure I had read that before, but I was reading an article about it, and that's what led me to also think about things like the crow's nest upstairs and all that kind of cool shit. But beat you to that punch, just saying. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started, Junior. All right, so keys to success this week. That question, I saw the shock. <laughs> keys to success this week. I, I I took my foot off the gas on that one. I could. Oh. I, I, I mean. <laughs> There's great stories about the uh, about that, but anyways, keys yeah. to success this week. We're talking about uh, the history of the game or the place, and I think that is where mm-hmm. I start with is my three keys to success. I'm gonna start with history. First of all, you have to have yeah. it. Um, there, I think Fuzzy Zeller still the first time, the, the last time. Pause, breath, let the coffee go through. <laughs> Fuzzy Zeller, uh, almost forty, a little over forty years ago, was the last first time winner. And there's yes. a reason for that. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of folks and we saw Will Zalatoris come, you know, pretty close last year. Uh, but there's a reason it doesn't happen very often here. And, and it's because the the ghosts, the the memories, 
you know, at this point it's been around long enough that if I, if you're a first time player and you're on 17 with a downhill putt from the backside of the green, uh, you all of a sudden can see Jack in those pants and the yellow shirt raising the putter up and you hear Vern Lundquist and that kicks in and it's real for these guys. So you have to have at least some history. You got to be able to putt. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. That's one thing it's known for. It's very hill. It's hilly. A lot of elevation change. That's the big thing with T- Tiger and his new shoes. We'll get into that later uh, <laughs> this week. But you got to be able to putt that place. And last but certainly not, not least, par fives. I've been on a par five efficiency kick lately, but yeah. I think that's also because if you have that gear, if you have that club in your bag, pun fully intended, if you can take the par fives by the throat each week, you shorten the course, you lower par for yourself, and you actually can do the whole Brooks or not Brooks, Bryson, ah, this is a par 68. But in reality, those are the four easiest holes on the course anyway. So if yes. you can take advantage of them, convert your opportunities. I know you love your opportunities converted. Mm-hmm. You're going to do well this week. So take advantage of the par fives, putt, and make sure you have a, um, let's say long, you learn, you, you have a long memory, but you also have a, you can quickly forget. So back to you what? in the studio. Well, I do find it interesting when you brought the history because not only for the first time playing do we not often see the winner, I mean, really ever see the winner. I think I saw something that even maybe only three or five times total has someone won within their first three times playing. Like it's it's something, yeah. even their first three times is a small, yeah. I forget the exact number, but that's even a small number. So you really want to look for guys who, like you said, they just have a history. They know this because this is just one of those courses that you have to have see or you seems like you have to have just an innate knowledge of the ins and outs of this course because you got to be so precise about where you put the ball to set yourself up for those approaches um which you know so go get into my keys you know you said it with putting putting is probably my number one key this week um i have it weighted at 25 percent in my in my model so strokes game putting stroke gain approach um also strokes game par five for me so we're on the same there uh, and then strokes game ball striking as well um, I think, like you said, a lot of things are going to come down to getting that ball on the green in a position to where you make those putts just a little bit easier for yourself because the greens are probably the hardest part about this course, without a doubt. What I love about it is you, when you said the greens, did you ever play the EA Sports Tiger Woods uh, golf once they introduced Augusta? Um. Oh, I'm sure I did. I, I played them all. I don't specifically remember so, what year that right. was. It was though. like 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere yes. in there. So I definitely played it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's when they finally, they signed us. It was a huge deal. Cause I remember I actually bought the game. My wife uh, somewhere rolling, rolling in her bed, like twitching because once I bought that, I was hooked. I was, I was playing it, you know, yep. just, it was, there's weird virtual reality experience of being on the course. That's when you first noticed the sheer size of these greens and the elevation changes. And then you add to that the speed and the nerves and the fact that you're playing for everything you are. Yeah. Putting par fives and you have to have some sort of history here. So let's, uh, what do you think? Let's dive you think into you, it. You want, you want to start looking at some numbers? Yeah. Let's look at some numbers. And like I said, I alluded to, um, the model that I used this week. So I know you wanted, we were talking about uh, pre-show here. We want to talk about quickly, um, the idea of the mixed condition model that is available on fantasynational.com. So if you go and become a member of Fantasy National and really take advantage of all the tools that they offer, mixed condition models is one of those those tools you can do. Um, and and basically what that means is you can specifically uh, create columns where, you know, for my putting column, my strokes game putting, I have that co- just that column specifically, uh, Bermuda grass and lightning fast, gr- fast greens. So you can factor in factors specifically to that column and then when you go over to strokes gain approach 
you know, you can, a, a column for strokes gain approach, you can take off because the greens don't really necessarily matter as much for strokes gain approach or say driving distance. So you can take off the factors of lightning fast greens and Bermuda greens, and you can put on, you know, par 72 over 7,400 yards instead, because those are the stats that are going to matter for that stat specifically, where you're going to help weed out some of the guys who might be higher on there, just because if you're factoring in the greens, yeah, they, they technically might be scoring better on courses that have Bermuda greens, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily one of the top actual strokes gained approach players. So you got to try to narrow down that field as much as possible. And the mixed condition model is a perfect way to do that on fantasy national layers on layers on layers. And the funny thing is I'm, I'm over here smiling and laughing because I just dropped tears. I didn't even pick tears this week. News <laughs> flash, this just in this buds for you has dropped the, the training wheels and going straight up the classic. And, um, have not have not locked in my lineups yet, and uh, and and that's when we get through these tiers, not these tiers, these, these pricing, these prices, these prices, <laughs> derp. Um, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking to walk away with two, two recommendations and one get out of here, um, and and so the mixed conditions model. See, now you gave me homework. Now I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to do more <laughs> next week. I'm not going back on my word. Uh, I've got a pretty good run in my quote unquote other league. My winning streak came to an end, but I still finished high enough to um, jump up in the season rankings. I know y'all are dying to know how that one turns out, but first and foremost, (laughs) double digits, the high price gentleman of the game, Uh, the 10 K and above crew. It's a small crowd. It's a familiar face crowd. And you would expect that at a major. Um, Who do you like in the, in the 10 K and above range? Well, first of all, before you even get into all that, congratulations to the new world number one, Scotty Scheffler. If you right. had told me that was going to be the case just a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have believed you. He just he, he didn't wasn't going to strike me as a world number one type of guy, but good for him for the run that he's had. Um, and with that said, I am not playing him at eleven thousand this week. <laughs> so <laughs> I just think uh, if the the highest guy that I'm going to pay for, if I'm going to pay for anybody up here, is going to be Dustin Johnson. Um, that's that's going to be the the high ten thousand k guy that I would go to, um, and I want to. I should have had this pulled up already. Just curious to check uh, what his ownership is here. But uh, Dustin Johnson, a fifteen percent ownership compared to some of the other high price guys. Um, you know, we got John Rahm at seventeen, Justin Thomas at twenty. Um, you know, Colin Morikawa at projected around like eleven percent is actually pretty appealing as well. So I might have to revisit the the only playing Dustin Johnson up here. Uh, but Hovland coming in at 12%, Rory at 13 So, yeah, I'd say Morikawa and DJ are probably the, the two main guys that I would be looking at up in this 10K range. I like DJ as well. Uh, I, what the, the number that jumps out to me for him is the putting. I didn't realize he was putting as well he is overall. Yeah. I think he's top five in strokes gained putting, which to me is just like, are you serious? Yeah. Um, so I like him, and and I also I mean he's won he's won there before. He set the scoring record. It was no it was a November Masters, so the conditions. I think there's an asterisk next to that it's record. It's a little that's, different. Yep, I agree. That's, yeah, thank you. We'll, we'll we'll go ahead and just put that one aside. Yes. Uh, but I disagree with, with with you on Scotty Scheffler. I think that because he's his ownership's projected at twelve hundred, that extra five hundred dollars or twelve hundred twelve percent, that extra five hundred dollars is worth it because of the way he's playing right now. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of my thing is. Um, until he gives me a reason not to think he's going to fucking win, he's, you know, and he's playing. And it is that kind of run that mm-hmm. um, I don't know. He hasn't really faltered. So I, I get what you're saying. 11 K taking the very, taking the, the, the thing right off the top shelf is, is sometimes kind of like, but now I'm pigeonholed. You're all in. 
that person yeah. pretty much has to win or they have to ball out because you know you're going to be bailing one or two spots in the bottom or calling it in. So I got Chef and DJ, and mm-hmm. you and you could not pay me to play uh, John Rom this week. I'm probably no. going to eat those words. But I don't I typically just, ever play him at Augusta. I just don't. I don't know. I, got it. I don't either. I, I don't. He has. I know he's been working on things, but this is not the type of course where if you let your emotions sneak into the way you play, it's not going to work for you. And he just, I've just not seen it consistently enough to where I think he's going to be able to pull it off on the stage. Right. I think because because the U.S. Open was different. The U.S. Open is a different kind yeah. of grind where you, you you know you can you got to have a yeah you got to have a short memory around Augusta. Um, and also you just got to, it's basically like walking directly into a 50 mile an hour wind of freezing rain. You just got to take it. It, There's nothing you can do about it. So um, I I agree. I think, I think that he he'll run a little hot at some point, drop a couple in Ray's Creek, which by the way is R A E. I didn't realize that I was today old when I learned (laughs) that Ray is in, I guess it's the, the original owner of the land. His last name was Ray. So that's Ray's Creek. And if you didn't know, now you know. So now you know. So (laughs) would you say, what, what, it, it, you know, truth gun to your head, would John Rom be your fade if you said you had to just run away from somebody there? Or is there anybody else you like least? Not Luke List, like least. You see what <laughs> I did there? You love that. Yeah. So, look, as far as this range goes, um, yeah. The, the, when I say this range, the 10K range we're talking about here, yeah. John Rom is the guy that um, I would have, <clears throat> excuse me, I would have ranked lowest. Uh, probably out of those guys, I, I would like everybody else a bit more. So with that said, considering he's the second highest price guy, that's an easy fade for me this week. Yeah, me as well. So, it's- And I will say, if you do want to play some like you're a DJ, a Scheffler, if you want to pay up for Scheffler, um, stick around because I think there's definitely value to be had out there to where you can afford it. It's not going to necessarily handcuff you for the rest of the, for the rest of your lineup. And uh, new uh, rookie move out there with the, the volume, but... <laughs> <laughs> what in the heavenly go away it happens Don't to all of us but yeah so i'd say i think there's some value out there some guys that could surprise them surprise their price where they are um that is are gonna allow you to pay up a little bit i think there's some interesting names out there this week as we get down this pricing well and so the best thing about this is it's a major so by definition yes. the you know if you've qualified to be here you've got game i mean yes there's some caveats around there there's some folks out there who won this in 1990, whatever. I'm not going to disparage any of the past champions, but past <laughs> champions, the field aside, there are some longer shots. I'll say I will stick with, there's a name that I got a feeling is going to get brought up later and I'm going to just go ahead and smash it when it does, because I'm, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. I could be wrong. It's happened before. All right. Who? So I want to stick with the negative. Let's ride this. this oh, negative okay. Who are we fading in nine K who, Who's because 9K to me is the juiciest range. I think those are all flashy names, and I think mm-hmm. they all have um, significant strikes against them, save maybe one. So, who are you fading in the 9K? Uh, I want to just quickly update his ownership. Ah. So, I'm so I think I'm fading just based on how he ranks out in, in the model here. I'm think I'm going to fade Cantley. Um, I just think there's nicer options here. And I, I, I want to, the guy I want to check the ownership on right now is is Spieth. The ownership 13. makes it tempting at only th- around thirteen percent, and I really like Spieth. This is usually, of course, he plays good on, but I think there's as far as the guys priced around him in that range, 
like I think I'd I'd rather for just slightly more ownership play Cameron Smith, who's just on fire, and we know he now has the head game for a course like this. Um, Xander Shoffley ranks out number two in my model, so I would definitely play him over Spieth. <laughs> that was a very uh, uh, I'm just sick of Xander Shoffley. I'm sorry. Thank you for the gold medal. Um, <laughs> But Rory Sabatini got silver, so let's just talk about what that tournament was. I'm just, well, I think, yeah, but he's anyway, got to deliver said- some before I'm back on the train. He's a phenomenally talented golfer, and I yes. really think he's going to just blow up. But I will win something else before you get to get before you get like you said, Cam Smith. So sorry, go ahead. I and shouldn't. That's, and that's a fair look. It's a fair point. I, I totally get it. But like you said, this nine K range is just so juicy that I feel like I don't have to pay for a name like Cantlay just because he's been a more popular name over the last two years. Um, like I'd rather pay for someone who surprisingly has been quieter as far as hype, like a Brooks Kepka. Um, or so you know, Hideki Matsuyama is not being talked about enough this week, and we've said it before on the show that he's having a very consistent year, one of his more consistent years. And I'm gonna stand by that. I don't mind playing him, he has the history here, you know, he's yeah. done it before. This is literally, yeah, literally. So you know, I, I I like him in that for I think he's only ninety two hundred, um, ninety three hundred. So That's when it comes fine. to guys in this range, you're right, it's juicy. So I don't feel the need to to buy a, a Patrick Cantlay. You got to fade someone. So I think Patrick Cantlay is that guy for me in this range. God, finally, we disagree. No more of this hand holding bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hideki's actually my fade this week, and just, he just is, because. Okay. Uh, just because he's been hurt, he's, he's he's withdrawn. I think he had to withdraw last week or two weeks ago. Um, and I just, I mean, I think he's, I think he's banged up. I don't, I, I don't know. And it's tough. And also, the guy, you know, he's got the mental game to do it, but at the same time, he he didn't. Here, here it is. Here's why I'm fading him. He passed on the champions' parking spot. He preferred mm-hmm. to be humble and park with the rest of his competitors. And I think it's one of those things where. I get it. I respect that. You do you. Maybe it works for you, but my I'm I would I would I would want to I would want to flex. You get one year to do it. You know, you may never oh, yeah. you know now and to his defense, he gets to come back and play for the rest of his life. So, anyways, yes. he's hurt. That's my that's my uh that's my latest. Enough. Um so I think I'm gonna fade him. I love you with Cam even, even at four percent projected yeah. ownership. Just because, yes, 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 because I'm actually completing all four rounds right now. Okay. Um, no, I don't know. Don't, don't, don't quote <laughs> me on that. I saw him out. I saw him. No, out but there. if if you're, if you're sticking on that, it's because he's injured and that makes sense. Yeah. I think injured is a relative term. I, I mean, he, he definitely was banged up, dinged up, pulled out of a tournament within the last month or so. So to me, he that's, pulled out that's of not, Valero last week, wasn't it? Yeah. So that, yeah. that to me, that could have been him saying, I need to step back to prepare. But even then, that means you weren't on, you know, there's some things. It's not see, DJ that, falling see, but That's why at 4% ownership, if I'm playing multiple lineups, I'm going to take a stab on him in a couple because it's just too good of ownership for someone who could finish top 20 easy. Could, but again, you're assuming he finishes it all. So well, that's, that's why I'm, why not, I'm not going to go all in on him, but no, that's what I'm no, saying. No, no, like, he's like, not an full, anchor. Like if I'm playing 20 lineups, I might throw him in like four. Like three or four. I know what you're saying. A leverage, yeah. a leverage, a leverage play where exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I still am not playing him. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That is fine. No, because, because look who's right next to him. Uh, and even for a hundred dollars cheaper is Wills Alatoris runner up last year. Sure. Um, although he's got the mental jujus going on after that lip out earlier this year at uh, the farmers. Yeah. So he's not on my, on my list of takers. You actually named both my guys. One, we agree on, uh, you can't pass on a mullet right now. I mean, it's oh. Cam Smith 
after, it's going too well. I, I do I do think he pushed that shot on 17. I don't think he was lining up to take it on or fade it in there like that. I think he was going middle green. Yep. And thank God he did because that was I, that's a ballsy shot. Um, but I think because of that and the way he rolls, I think he's top five at putting as well. He's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be chalky. Uh, what's he What's he at? Yeah, I mean sixteen yeah, percent. But I also wouldn't play anybody above him, right? He's the ceiling. He would be an anchor up there, and then you try to go there. Um, and the other guy you mentioned is Brooks. I yeah. I, I, I always bet on Brooks. ABB uh, <laughs> FPR. Uh, so I, I Not think Patrick that, Reed, but Brooks, yes, that's right. That's what, that, that's what I'm saying. Always bet on Brooks. Fuck Patrick Reed. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, wow. it's a little early in the morning to be going blue with the language. My apologies, Patrick Reed. I, I, Patrick Reed, I know you're watching this, so I apologize for my co host. I not until he apologizes for wearing that choker. So Brooks Kepka <laughs> is my it was, was would be my other guy. So Brooksy, I love you. Do something this week. I would love to see him get into a green jacket because also you want to talk about if you want to see a champion go from one of the more one of the most humble, classic, uh, soft spoken, uh, you know, champions to let's go. Yeah. Let it would be a party if, if Brooks oh would make God. it a party for the next year. It would be the best. All right, so he, he'd have an ice luge at the champions' dinner next year. Like he'd be all over it. That would. That's actually quick question for you, because uh, I want to look. I got to look something up real quick. Your champions' dinner. What would your champions' dinner be? And it doesn't have to be anything deep. I'm just saying. You know what? Give me, give me the you know appetizer, entree, and a, a drink. I look. I'd keep it simple for everyone. You know what? Everybody. That sometimes a group of people like that on a night where they know they're there to just enjoy the kind of the ambiance and the the aura of the dinner. Don't go too crazy. Keep it simple with a beautiful steak, some mashed potatoes. Um, just just give it to them straight. Some nice like you know fried up asparagus. Like I, I think you just I think you just give them a simple what everybody would love to eat there. Uh, meat and potatoes i mean classic (laughs) classic southern not even southern but just a classic clubhouse meal there you go exactly maybe a nice tomahawk porterhouse something like that oh yeah you make it a good steak for sure what are you what are you pairing that with Uh, i I don't care about brands or like a 1947 (laughs) key yeah i'm saying like are you are you gonna are you offering up bourbon beer wine soda well, with with steak yeah i think i think i think it would be a uh, nice wine um but i think uh maybe post uh post uh what's it called post dinner uh whiskeys i think would be nice after that a little a little aperitif yeah. afterwards or whatever yeah. a nightcap no i'm yeah, there like with a, like a do a nice like whiskey option after the dinner or like a port wine after like that that would be a nice way to end the night says right here it is a dessert wine that's a line from greece by the way um <laughs> I, I i'd be a sir I'd, the appetizers chicken wings buffalo wings from taco mac specifically from taco mac <laughs> because it is, well it's a, it's a georgia franchise anyways all around atlanta Perfect. i worked at a taco mac in athens georgia in, in uh college so uh, we could get them pretty easily although i'm sure the chefs at augusta national could do a copycat recipe oh, but yeah. we're going wings from taco mac we're going surf and turf for the dinner so we're talking filet and lobster tail with spare with actually uh brussels sprouts not asparagus but i do like the fried asparagus and then um as far as a signature drink bourbon neat and if you don't like nice. it we got water <laughs> i love that, that all answer. right so, <laughs> so no but this is what i was looking up earlier Speaking of first time folks, can't take Taylor Gooch, right? First time guy. Nope. Uh, you know, you I love him. He's going to do good things. But uh guy got busted wearing shorts this week. 
I saw well, that. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah? He uh, it was a practice round, right? Or something. Right, because on the PGA yeah. Tour just recently, they were given the green light to wear pra- shorts during practice round during the week. This that, and the other. Yeah, he forgot. This has this, their this, own rules. Yeah, this is the PGA <laughs> Tour. So, now, I, I mean, obviously, they didn't drag him, haul him out of there. I guess somebody, no. uh, a member, or somebody walked over. They just brought him in the clubhouse, found some pants for the guy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he took more heat on social media than he did. Of course. That's where, <laughs> but you know what? That's where that belongs. We don't yes. need to hear – Jim Nance doesn't have time to talk about this, but divots no. and pivots can get into Taylor Gooch's pants, but we're not going to. Let's <laughs> get back in. Don't ever say that sentence on the show again, please. <laughs> so uh, Taylor Gooch, though, is in the 8K range at 8,700. He's not my official fade for that yeah. range because he doesn't even make the um, he doesn't even he doesn't even make the the what call it the list because like he's, he's not getting past our first hop obstacle of history. History, so it's it's not going to be a, a a legit fade. I get that. Yeah, if you don't have history, you are history. Um, yeah. No, my actually fade here is uh, is your is your boy Sam Burns. I got a feeling okay. you you're, you you like Sam Burns this week, and I think it's because I, I he's don't been necessarily ma- know. <laughs> I think you're. I, I thought you would go with Sam Burns. If I'm wrong, I can be wrong. That's not one of your guys. Good. That's like not it. one of my guys. No. Good because he's not my guy either. I like Sam <laughs> Burns a lot. I think he's actually going to be a fun kid to watch. Um, yes. Watch out for him come Presidents Cup time. I think if he if he turns it on like he did at the end of the summer last year. He's a name that I think he was on maybe some people's short list for maybe he'd be a fun out there Ryder Cup pick. I just don't like him this week. I think he's another one that's going to have to, like you said, it's going to take four, five, six, seven uh, trips back here. I think he's going to have to win maybe once or twice elsewhere again to uh, yes. to get that going. So he's my he's my fade in the 8K range. What so, You want to stick negative? You want to go positive? It's your yeah, turn. Yeah, well, you we can start with my fade. We'll go fade, fade here. So my fade in the 8K range is someone that I've been on quite a bit this year, but Mr. Shane Lowry at 8,800. Like he's just not thing. just not doing it for me this week. He doesn't line up well. He's just not hitting the stats. Uh, he's disappointed us a couple times in picking him this week. So it's uh, this year, I should say. Um, so, yeah, I have no interest in Shane Lowry, especially at that price. In a field like this, I think he's overpriced at 8,800. It just doesn't seem like where he should be uh, should belong. I feel like he's going to win three open championships before he retires and maybe maybe a PGA. I'm there, um, I'm there, I'm there to see it because, like I said, I typically like the guy. I'm a huge Lowry guy, Shane. Uh, so, all right, so then your turn. You still have the talking stick. Who do you like here in so, 8K? That's where this is, I think. And if you if you follow the Divots and Pivots, uh, Divots and Pivots Twitter, you already know where I'm going with this. I think the most egregious underpriced value in this, <clears throat> in this slate is Mr. Tony Finau at $8,100. The man just plays he he does well and look i get why they price him there he hasn't had the most electric year um so like i understand it but let me pull up his recent uh his recent results here where did this you know so he hasn't really played as of recently um he played the valero this past week he finished t29 uh but before that he really only played the, the player so he's it's my opinion my theory that he's been warming up for this he knows he likes the Masters. He's been in it just about every year. He hasn't finished outside. I think it was the top uh, fifteen or twenty, uh, top twenty in the last uh, four or five years. Here it was. Uh, sorry, he finished T thirty eight in twenty twenty one. But before, other than that, it's T ten, T five, T ten. He knows how close he's been in this tournament in the past and how he's always near the top. I think he wants this. 
And I think he's got a fire under his ass this year where he's been playing his cards right to prepare for this tournament at $8,100 and at plus 6,500 on DraftKings. Last I checked on Sunday, a steal, plus a bargain, 500? plus 6,500 outright winner. So break that down. Break that down for the middle school kids watching. What does that mean? If you bet X, you get what? I'm awful with this math. So you put me on the spot. <laughs> so I, you, you bet a little, you bet like 10 bucks, you get 650 back. It's long odds. Yeah. Yeah. Which for yeah, a guy like Tony Finau, who's always in it. Yeah. And it's, you wor- it's worth throwing 10, 15, 20 bucks, whatever you consider your unit at. It's, it seems like it's, it's worth it to me because the return not, is there. I'm, we're not going to talk about my unit anymore, but we are going to talk about Tony Finau because you're right. Um, back in 2019, that T5 finish, that was that, that he was part of the crew that was in contention when they yeah. all came to 12 on the, on the, on the back nine on the, on Sunday, they all dunked it in the water or in the bunker. Mm-hmm. And T gray was the only one who found the green. Like it, it was the yeah. most classic setup for an amen corner, uh, fall apart, but those are the scars you need. I like Tony Finau as well here. I saw that name down there. And when I got down there, I had to do a double take because I thought it was a mistake. Exactly. I really didn't think, and I think it's because, like you said, he just hasn't been out there recently. So without any yeah. kind of recent recent form, um, you know, there's not a lot to put it behind other than past form. And this is the kind of place that not a lot changes. So if you can get past the mental demons and whatnot, um, I need to talk. I'm going to quit because Fantasy Natural gives us his past um, like five or six tournaments on the year. But I want to look at his full year here because I, like I said, I don't think it's been bad. Nope. Nope. I think it's just not been flashy and it's not been regular. And like, like you said, he just hasn't been out there. Um, I came while you're looking that up. I came a, I came very close to putting my full faith and credit behind uh, Mr. Eldrick Tiger Woods this week <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the 8K range. I, it's just I, I have to be honest with myself, and I do not expect him to win. I want him to win. I want the story. I want the. I want him to tie Jack. I want the whole bit. Um, I just genuinely, it's one of those things first, I, I know it's tiger and he, in his mind thinks he can win and everything like that. Yeah. But Bobby Jones said it, there's golf and there's tournament golf and he hasn't played tournament golf in over 17, 18, 19 months. So, uh, to come back under these conditions, although it is kind of a home course advantage for him, if you think about it, I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's the living legend, literally and figuratively of that. So if he's in the hunt on the weekend, he's got mind control over a lot of, a lot of these kids. But oh, he's not—he's not my other 8K guy. My other 8K guy might actually make your socks. I was going to say roll up and down, but you might hate me. <laughs> Adam Scott. Adam, he's I, always so tempting to play here. Past winner. Yep. Um, putts lights out here anyway. And again, he's just one of those guys that he's a ball striker. So if he's on. You know, he could make a run at this and he's all, but he could also shoot 78, 82 and catch an early flight back home. Like I, you know, he's, got he's at that point, control. he's at that point in his career, but I look around there and I mean, Joaquin Neiman could break through and win his first mm-hmm. one, but then you got second place, Louis. We already talked about fading Shane, uh, Goocher and Burns are no go territory. So in Sung J M, I, I just don't have a reason to play him. So I, I can give you one if you'd like. I'd like to hear one because he's my other guy in the 8K range for this fact alone. 6% ownership. 
the leverage. I can t- if I'm going to have six percent ownership of M and I'm going to get Tony Finau at ten percent, like that's not bad. M is one of those guys who he just gets around this course. Yeah, and he tends to always be near the top. He 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 d- hasn't done enough to get to to finish it out, obviously, but he's a guy who gets around the course pretty uh pretty consistently. And let me quickly tell you some of his stats and where he ranks out. We got Sung J.M. comes in uh, 13th in putting in the field, uh, 25th okay. in par fives. Okay. Um, so two of the main stats that we're looking at. Now, obviously, he's not one of the longer hitters. So he's you know ranked middle of the field when it comes to you know driving distance. Uh, but that one's a bit more uh, of accuracy than actual power distance. Because um, considering that he's that and he's still doing – uh, ranked 25th in power fives means he, he can do that at this course without bombing it down the fairway. Um, and he's also ranked top 50 in strokes gain approach and strokes uh, gain ball striking. So like I said, he's a guy that can just maneuver his way around this course without doing it in a flashy way, but doing it in a smart way. And that's kind of how you got to attack Augusta. Especially, especially in a DraftKings where you're just trying to find six people to make the cut, which exactly. is hard enough in a normal week. And so uh, that's and we've where seen you- it. We've seen him in other tournaments where he does get hot. And he he just takes over the tournament. Oh like, yeah, he, he can go he, he has and run off five. Yeah, he can go birdie on birdie. Um, he led he led the the tour in birdies two years ago, three years ago, somewhere in the last yeah. three years. He has led he led the tour in birdies and set a record. He also was the guy who was who famously plays every single week, but he was doing that mm-hmm. for moments like this. I like that. I like that call. Not bad. Not yeah. too shabby. Just to mix it up a little bit. I like this. I like a little. I like a little Sung J M. All right, seven thousand dollars. Now we're talking value. Yeah. And, now we're and talking value. I, now we're talking a, a large range of players as well. A lot of options. Tons of options. And what I love about it is it's the Masters. So normally in a seven K week, we're trying to find one or two. Um, it's actually not an embarrassment of riches, but there are reasons to play a lot of these folks uh, as opposed to you know just an overwhelming amount of reasons to not. Uh, namely, you got a handful of uh, former winners, past champions in here who are still playing some pretty decent golf. Yep. You've, you've got some some folks who are on the rise in, uh, in you know, in guys like Jason Kokrak, um, Corey Connors, not really on the rise, but Corey Connors is playing well in the, in yeah, the moment. Been, yeah. And uh, I like to see our guy Cam Young, but I'm not going to play him. You know why? No history. Why is that? No history. No and history. that's and that might be the one thing that keeps me away from I. I I might be. I've been tempting playing him too, but then I do keep going back to that history and say, you know, the odds of of that changing are, are low, right? And, and and am I willing to ride those odds? So I I will say, I love Max Homa, and I love that a tweet that's coming back around from a little while back when they were first. I think it was one of the first rounds of odds were released for the Masters. And uh, he was just laughing about how at that point we didn't even think Tiger was going to show was going to play. It wasn't yeah. a real out, wasn't even a thought. It was kind of like ah, maybe he'll. And he just says, "I love it. We have no idea what Tiger's status is, and he still has better odds than I do to win." Like <laughs> it was yeah. amazing how high, how good Tiger's odds um, got to over the past week. Just be, and just obviously the bets are driving it, but. I was surprised. I think I think he got his low. What was it, thirty-five to one or forty to one, something like that? Like it shocked me. Well, I mean, it's because this is the this is the this is the major that um, once you win it, you can win it, and you can win it again yeah. and again and again. It has it's had more re- repeat winners than any of the other majors. Um, and Tiger is not he he's not going to embarrass himself, and he's not going to put himself in a position to do something dumb. 
So you do trust the judgment. Well, I love how I just said you trust Tiger Woods' judgment when it comes to his golf game. Yes, uh, when it comes to golf. Maybe not driving decisions so much. Sorry, too soon. He's past it. Come on now. What, the DUI or the wreck? Um, <laughs> or the time that his wife threw a golf club through the rear window. Anyways, bringing up old shit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. no, but speaking of old things here, I do like an old champion down here, especially now that you, you, you've you been bringing up. The, I, this was my le- big my big leverage play, the reason I was okay. going to. But I buried it down in the 7K. I just didn't even think to look more. <laughs> I was looking. I had other differentiators up on high. And then sure. you come in with your logic and statistics and tell me I need to be thinking the wider angle lens. Bubba. Bubba. I still think I, I, Bubba's won it twice. He's been in contention a bunch more times. What is this an even or an odd year? It's an even year. Uh, he only <laughs> wins in even years. Check the books. Fact. So, look, some people that stuff for some reason always falls that way. It, it's, str- it, it's strange. Bubba from Baghdad is a guy who at 5% ownership, uh, past champion multiple times. Yeah. And again, Augusta catch. If you catch him in a good week, these it's a shot. It, Uneven lies. You got to be able to make shots. You got to be able to shape the ball. Um, you every single swing. You can't just cock and load, cock and load, cock and load, and just let it rip every time and hit the same shot. You got to be able to shape it. Nobody does it better than Bubba, uh, except for maybe Tiger. But I think that's just kind of the uh, understood that's, thing. That's so Tiger being Tiger, <laughs> I like Bubba down there. And then another guy who um, is going to break. I don't know if he ever will break through, but is Paul Casey. Popeye's got relatively decent, decent. He's a guy you all, you're always cheering to break through. Like he's just I, a likable guy out there. Yes, he's he's yeah. likable. He's you know he was he was in the hunt. He was in the hunt for the for the players again this year, and he's yep. and he's got that that demeanor and that mentality that you want him to win. Uh, but at the same time, he's been in the hunt here before too. It had some heartbreak. So and uh, you know last five years, I think he's only missed one cut. So, you know, he's going to, he's going to show up. He's going to hit some good shots. He's going to keep his head in the game. And if he's hanging around on the weekend, who knows, but he's, I'm, I'd be willing to bet he's going to make the weekend. And so that's the most important part about it. Yeah, no. So look, I agree with you on Bubba. He, he is falling into my, um, he was one of the guys in my, my six, my six guy lineup here on DraftKings. So um, I'm right there with you on Bubba. It just, he, he's just one of those guys that just, he has that feeling around Augusta. He's one of the guys who, like when you picture Augusta and the Masters in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years, he's one of the, the top five faces you can picture on the course because he just always shows up. And like you said, the two-time winner, he's obviously got the history. He's playing decently well right now too, especially in the key stats. It, it just seems to, like you said, to to be lining up for it to be one of those years for him. You got to throw out the record book sometimes in the stats at Augusta if there are circumstances like – the guys won it multiple times and yes. you know, he's, and he's playing de- like the, again, the reason why nobody's going, Oh, tiger doesn't have a shot. This is ceremonious. It's like, cause did you see the look in his eyes at the press conference? Can you win and, this? And you gotta yeah. look, you gotta watch like- that stuff sometimes. Cause that's confidence. And you walk out on a that's- golf course with confidence at this level, you can be a dangerous man. Yeah. Speaking of dangerous, why does Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick from that seven K range? Um, I didn't mean to pivot so hard on you, but that's no, but- what you hear on divots and pivots. We pivot. So he's my, he's my fade this week. Seven. And I'm, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think yeah, he's too it, popular this week. Yeah. It's he can, first of all, the man can putt. And I think that's why people do like him. And yeah. I think he's kind of another, Oh, don't, don't sleep on Matty Fitzpatrick. I, I think he's got to win another tournament somewhere else. I don't think he's going to break through here because we've seen him have some mental kind of uh, snafus, but um, I'm not big on Matty Fitzpatrick. He's my official fade. 
you know, okay. quote unquote official. We're going to make it Facebook official. Um, oh, yeah. But somebody else who I think is going to get a lot of love, and it looks like it from the projected ownership, is uh, Corey Connors. Yeah, he. I think and, he is too. If 15% projected ownership because he's a ball striker and he's hot right now because he went deep into the match play. But I don't know, man, on, on a prop bet, if somebody just said, you know, six pack of beer for him to make the cut, I'd say I got the under he's, you know, O2 okay. barbecue for, for Corey Connors this week. Sorry, Canada. That's uh that's interesting. Cause I actually do have him in my lineup right now. So what kind of beer do you like? <laughs> but uh, well no i'm not gonna say it. we will <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it offline we got our we'll first talk about it offline we'll have a little bet that i i think i think that's a fair so so you're saying Corey connor's to miss the cut is that what you're I'm saying? saying miss the cut and i would yeah okay. and i wouldn't even have said that until you said like i don't know man i got him in my in my little fancy multi-layered model i so, do and well, you know and you want to know why is because he ranks first in the field in the strokes gain approach and first in the field in ball strike and you nailed it like you said he's a ball striker but he's also ranked 24th in putting specifically like i said in the mixed conditions 24th in putting on lightning fast bermuda greens two weeks in the ago field. two weeks ago he played five six days consecutive match play golf and, and look and that can be that can be wearing i i, I get that that argument Guy's gonna set the course record this week. Watch. All right, so we got Corey <laughs> Connors. Um, we got a divots and pivots official. We'll put it out there on the there Twitter. We, go. we gotta, we gotta make sure we'll we put, have we'll that. Put a poll up. See who you think's gonna win. Which side are you on? We'll make, we'll make it interactive. Well, those are two different questions. We all, we all know that everybody loves you more than me, but that's just because <laughs> I'm the golf brain and you're the talent. Um, no, I, I, I agree uh, with you on Bubba. Um, I've got Casey, and you've got Corey. Yeah. Who else you got in seven K? We already talked about this. Uh, oh yeah. So the other guy, okay. So here's one that I do have in seven K. I'm curious to get, I do have Jason Kokrak also yeah. in my lineup. I like, that. um, yeah, I think he's, he's one of those guys. So I had sent you an article. I don't know if you I read it early. So, and he was one of the guys that shocked me. And, um, I don't want to, I'll, I'll get to the name of the article as I talk here, because I don't want to get it wrong. And I want to give the person credit who wrote it. Um, but talk, ba- I'll find it. basically, okay. Basically what it was is that, um, this writer went through the what he called the seven deadly sins of the masters and he is funny enough one of the first ones he mentioned was you got to have a history you, you don't win your first time here and he even threw in i think that's where i get the stat of like your first within your first three times playing or two or three times so he, he goes through all these different things uh key stats that go along that tend to always fall in with the winners and basically what it came down to was a field of 12 guys that he thought had a realistic shot to win the masters this year sure Mr. Jason Kokrak was was in there, which which piqued my interest, which caused me to then go do deeper research on him. Sure. And he once I put my model together, uh, he came out ranked sixteenth in my model. And what I found is he's eleventh in par fives, seventeenth in putting, fifteenth in driver distance, uh, you know, and then he's you know thirty ninth in ball striking and forty eighth in approach. Uh, but he's he's been playing pretty decently this year. If we go and look at his uh, first of all, if we look at his uh, tournament results, he's only played here the twice in the last five years. Um, so he doesn't he's necessarily have. And he's, made, and he's made a cut. Sorry, go ahead. And he's made, yeah, he made the cut last year, um, finished 49. So nothing flashy there. Uh, but he's been a name that has popped a couple times uh, just this season as a whole. Um, and if this wants to load, I can actually tell you how he's done. So he, he finished uh, T53 in the players, but he was playing better than that earlier on in that tournament. Um, and then he finished T26 at the Arnold Palmer. Mm-hmm. So he, he's a guy who I think can hang around, can make the cut. And at, uh, sad, what did we say? He was 7,200. Is that what we said? 
Yeah, he's low 7K. And- yes, it's 7,200. And at the ownership of, I got too many windows open right now, at the ownership of sub 3%, yeah. uh, that's a guy that in this range, so that I could go up and pay for, um, you know, a Dustin Johnson if I want. Uh, or, you know, if, if you want to pay for Scotty Sheffield, like you said, like those, you can, you can do that. You can, you can, and with some of the other plays that we've given you here for value plays in the seven and eight K range, you know, you can do that and still not even have to dive into the six K range, which is, which is pretty fantastic when you're talking about a major tournament like this. Oh, for sure. And actually let's actually rip through six K and we don't have to go. It's not a, it's not a fire drill or anything, but uh, let's make sure we don't neglect it because Correct. there are some names down here that I find intriguing mostly for, uh, well, I think once you get down to the six K range, you're not throwing stats away. Never. But no, uh, cause like, you, like we've said in the past, you just want someone who's going to make the cut in the six K range and those stats become important to do that. Right. Like, I, I don't think you're going to take Larry Mize, uh, to, to, you know, down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, past champion. That name um, is just going to be on your mind for weeks now. For sure. For sure. But major champion, you know, again. Well, let me ask you this. If if you're picking 6K, and I don't even know what would what would chalk, quote unquote, look like for a 6K player. Who's the highest? Who's that? Let me see real quick. The highest owned is that what you're trying to get at? Yeah, I'm guess I'm guessing it's going to be Gary Woodland. Yeah, so six eleven percent. So there's the balancing mm-hmm. act where if you have to spend six k because you're plugging in a hole from your lineup, you know you're not building your lineup around a six k player. But if you're down here finding them, do you care about chalk like that, or is it like, listen, this is just a filler? So you know, really, like like if you're confident that Gary's going to make the cut, you take Gary because yeah, that's not your horse. As long as the ownership isn't like outrageous, and what you say he would he was again uh, eleven, yeah. So that's not that's that's fine with me. That's not crazy. If you were going to tell me that he was something over like fourteen percent, that's when it really starts to become a concern for me. Because even if he makes the cut, you're not really having too much of an edge on the field there uh, when you're talking GPP, um, you know, guaranteed prize pool um, for anyone who doesn't know what that is. Um, but it's basically the the big field tournaments where the odds of winning are lower, but the prizes you can win are much higher uh so yeah gary Woodland. look gary Woodland is someone that i actually really like this week he was someone i mentioned sunday night on the preview yep. show as uh, a, a big time value play i will be mixing him into my exposure this week uh, especially into some of the lineups where i can maybe get two of those uh 10 and 9k guys uh, mixed in there so i do like gary Woodland this week and the, look the 11 12 ownership uh, really isn't bad, that bad. And like we said, if he's going to make the cut from 6,900, I'm, I'm kind of not caring too much about that ownership. No, not at all. I, I So I, I like him down there. I don't really have a fade in the 6K range. I mean, I guess if I, if you, if you, you know, truth gun to my head, um, if you're going to have to fade somebody down here, I'd say fade Kevin Kisner. I think he's just a popular mm-hmm. name. I think he's a popular name and he's playing well and everybody would be like, oh, Kiz. But you got to read between the lines. He talks about places like Augusta that he's like, I just, I don't have the firepower for it. Does yeah. that mean he can't make the cut? No, uh, but it, it talks about kind of that mental space when he gets to this. Is he what are his what are his personal expectations? Which might just be to make the cut. But I think he would be my quote unquote fade. Which don't at me, bro. I I, I love Kevin Kisner. Uh, but just oh, I do too. But I'm fine with that fade. I'm fine with that fade yeah, too. Though, yeah. If he's already making it, it, you can't go into Augusta already making excuses for potentially not performing. So. Same thing. I like the guy too, and I was pumped to see him at the at the you know the WGC a couple weeks ago. But yeah, it's 
I like the, seeing him make a run. I like to see him up there yeah. with the players. I mean, I, 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 I like Kevin Kisner a lot because then on Monday he might be have a hoodie on playing in the Barstool Classic or some stupid, you know, <laughs> exactly. you know tournament. Uh, but who's somebody else that you that you see down there? I want to I want I want to hear your value down in the six K range because I couldn't get past Gary Woodland and then names. I, I'm not you know I don't do good at the digging through the trash yeah. that much. Um, yeah, when it like like I said, when it comes to down here, I'm just looking for guys who kind of rank have multiple like at least three of the key stats where they're ranked like say top forty, um, because it's pretty it's hard to find that when you're when you're looking down here. Um, so when I'm when I'm doing that, I'm coming across guys uh, like um, let me see, I just lost it here. Uh, I'm coming across guys like you know Christian. B- Bazudenhout, yeah, I know Bazaden Hope, Bazaden Hope, I'm so sorry for butchering that. Um, you know, but but the main thing I see there is that you know he's ranked fifth in putting. So if he does, it's one of those where if he happens to have a week where he can perform better than his uh, 38th ranked in strokes gained approach and 43rd ranked in strokes gained ball striking, um, you know he has the potential to uh, maybe gain a couple strokes on some longer putts on the field. Um, it just depends on how close he's able to put it. So. But like I said, I think he's what, what sixty seven hundred or something like that. Yeah, sixty seven hundred, and I guarantee you his ownership is going to be, um, let's see, six percent. So like that's a guy down there that I take a shot on him just because his putting is so high. Um, I think uh, Hudson Swafford was looking all right down here um, with his stats. Shouts to my old high school teammate Hudson Swafford. Yeah, and then like a guy like Danny. <laughs> And then a guy like Danny Willett, who just for some reason always has like two good rounds when he plays at the Masters. I mean, he's won it before. I was so. gonna say, yeah, that's the one thing. It's like <laughs> he—he's one of those names that you go, oh God, yeah, that's right. He won you the Masters. <laughs> Zach Johnson won the Masters. You know, yeah. uh, Trevor Immelman won the Masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Angel Cabrera won the Masters, and now he's doing two years for some sort of nasty in Argentina. We don't need to go into it. No, we do not. <laughs> so down here, though, Gary Woodland, I love, and I like Eric Van Royen. The guy's a birdie machine. Yes. Um, he's a birdie machine. Five percent ownership. Uh, and so I do think that he'll, you know, that it's worth that. You like, you're going to get some leverage out of there. He can putt. He's he's middle of the road in all the key stats. He's not he's not he's not top ten or top twenty even. But he, I don't think he's outside fifty of anything that we're looking for. So down there, low ownership. If you've got a little jingle jangle that you need to throw throw out to somebody, uh, give it to the South African. Or I think you're playing the South. They're both from South Africa, actually. Anyway, back to yeah. the studio. Not 100% sure myself, so I'm going to leave it there. But look, so you're right. Eric Van, Ru- Van, Eric Van Royen can, uh, can putt. He hasn't been recently. That's what um, what makes me a little nervous about him. But he has it in him. So it, it's, he's just one of those guys, if you're willing to take a dart on him, yeah, he has the chance to, to pull it out when it matters. Um, and for the price when you're down there, if you're, if, you're pay- if you're paying up for enough guys that you believe in up top and higher price, um, then it could be worth the dart throw for sure. Uh, but we're, we're getting to the end of the show here. We only got a couple minutes left. So I think if we kind of round this out with, uh, you know, I've made, while we've been sitting here, I've made a, my lineup. Um, I don't know how you did, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give kind of like my three core players um, that I'm going to be probably playing the most of this week. And for me, that's going to be uh, Tony Finau, uh, Bubba Watson, and um, and Sung JM, I believe. So those are going to, like I said, I'm going to be all over Finau this week. I picked him to win outright. Um, I, I just think he's being so disrespected with the pricing and with his, with his betting odds that 
Um, I, I, I'm all over him. I, I truly believe that he's been holding out for this tournament this year. So give me Fino, give me M, give me Watson as a kind of a core classic DraftKings to, to build my lineups around. I love Finau as well. Uh, that that was that was one of those folks that I had written down, and I wasn't as big on him until I heard how big you were, and then I was like, "Wait, I was there first. No, it just really <laughs> it, you 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 helped affirm my gut, which I appreciated. So I love me nice. some Tony Finau, and then I, I am probably going to have to be going around the six seven k range because I'm bitten greedy, and I'm not going to play a ton of Chef or DJ. I'm actually going to drop down the other two names. So if Tony Finau, give me Cam and give me Brooks. Uh, give me Cam Smith. Give me Brooks Kepka. I, I just do think it's going to be a pedigree kind of week. I think it's going to be a classic Masters. I don't think we're going to see a name come out of nowhere. I think it's going to be somebody that, quote unquote, makes sense. Yeah, and I said it earlier in the week, too, that uh, Cam Smith was was probably going to be my second pick for like an outright winner. Um, he just, as far as value, I, I had to step away from because value-wise, he's just more expensive on draftings, and his betting value is only like, plus 1300. And when I have the option of betting Tony Finau instead at plus 6,500, it's just when you're talking about value compared, but if we're just talking about chances to win, I think Cam Smith is right up there with some of the highest chances to win this week, just coming off the the performance he did at the players, I think just gave him all the confidence in the world. For sure. All right. What are you saying? Truth gun to your head. Who wins? All your eggs. All I'm going to stick with Tony Finau. I truly believe in Tony Finau. <laughs> I, I'm, I've I said it all. It's, week not, even, it's not a DraftKings thing. It's no, no. It's just I truly believe that he he knows how close he's been in the past, and he wants it. Look, I they don't want it. It's the Masters, but it I, I just seems see like he's geared up for it. And I want to see if the, I want to see if Augusta National is going to let his social media team do these like he's been doing these like outfit walk in videos through his social media, like the NFL yeah. players do walking to the locker room. I yeah. think it's dope. Tony Finau drip is, is a yeah. Why not mix it up? There. Mix it up for the for the fans. I love it. All right. Well, so who's your who's your gun to your head? Your final pick here in the last few seconds of the show. Brooks Kepka. I really do. Okay. I think he's, I think he's knocked on the door a couple times. He knows how to win majors. He admittedly locks in for majors and shows up and backs it up. So I do think that Brooks Brooks he might get out there and and knock it around and get it done quietly. JT is going to be chalky, but Brooks is is where is where I'm putting my eggs. I like it. Well, look, it's Wednesday. The Masters starts tomorrow morning. Enjoy the par threes today. Enjoy that. Always a fun precursor to the tournament. Best weekend. I'm going to say it again. Just enjoy it because I'm going to enjoy it. I absolutely love it. Happy Masters week. Thank you for joining us here on the Divots and Pivot Show. Every Wednesday, 10 a.m. right here on Tiki Live, Belly Up Sports TV. Have a great day, everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 